It's DTS 53, and it's all about quest conversations with the creators and a brand new emblem. All that and more coming up. You're listening to Destiny the Soul. Welcome, Guardians. What is good, everybody? It is BBK Dragoon here with Destiny the Show, number 53. Yeah, it's 53. What's up, Diddy? How are you doing today? Doing very well. It's my one-year DTS anniversary. Well, congratulations, sir. Nice. Yeah, that me doing <laughs> the solo you. cast was ridiculously hard. If we ever have to <laughs> solo cast, man, <laughs> oh, oh, I'm glad that we've got this dynamic. What'd you do this week? I played uh, a bunch of Destiny, actually. I've been uh, grinding my PlayStation character. I streamed PlayStation um, footage on this past Friday, and throughout this next week, I'll be playing and streaming um, PlayStation footage, not just on Fridays. I have some extra free time in between my classes this week, so on twitch.tv slash Destiny the Show will be playstation gameplay i only have a level 30 hunter on the playstation oh, wow that's it i don't have a warlock or a titan or anything else and it's like when i fired up the playstation on friday i was like wow i have the devil you know final boss zombie apocalypse in my weapons so that's the hand cannon sniper rifle and machine gun from vanilla destiny yeah and i have a bunch of dark below vanguard and crucible uh, quartermaster armors mm-hmm they're just not leveled up and they need yeah. ascendant materials so i'm just like man i hate ascendant materials so i just want to <laughs> i just want to get all new house of wolves gear that's going to be the plan this week i've had people ask me what what are shards for and i actually I like put down <laughs> if i'm holding anything and i just go oh you you don't know oh you missed out you missed out on a lot there <laughs> speaking of playstation 4 the taken king collector's edition playstation 4 they showed photos Ooh. of what it would look like I really want that. The thing is, I know I want to get a PS4 sometime down the road for the Final Fantasy VII Remake. They said it's coming first to PlayStation 4, so it'll probably be multi-platform down the road. But there's no way. Like, I that game I so want, day one. And this Collector's Edition PS4 really, oh, it's making me think I want to get it early. But if I were made of money, possibly. But we'll see. I, I, they didn't announce a price for it yet, did they? I don't think so. Not at the point we're recording this anyways, but now the question for you is, do you want a Destiny-themed PlayStation, or do you want a Final Fantasy-themed PlayStation? It would, I mean, Final Fantasy, but No Man's Sky <laughs> is coming out before then, you know, so maybe we'll see. <laughs> uh, I played some Trials this week. It's Widow's Court again. Shoutouts to Cat Stash and Game Henge Jedi. We had a really fun Trials run. I love that map. You were saying you think that might be your favorite. Yeah, I think Widow's Court is one of my favorite Trials maps. It's, um, well, we're going to talk about this in the topic, yeah, but I think it's topic. one of I think it's one of the more balanced Trials maps. I would agree in in rotation. Yeah, I also beat Patch 2.0 of Final Fantasy 14, so I nice. now have four patches worth of content before I get to experience the expansion. So for time played, about 72 hours to finish all of Patch 2.0. And apparently I have like another 20 to 30 hours before I get to like actually experience the expansion that came out last <laughs> month. So it's like 100 hours just to get to the expansion stuff, but it's good. Oh my gosh, the story is so good. You forget that you're playing an MMO altogether, but uh, I think it's time for the news. News! 
First up is the weekly update, and man, this one was chock full of quite a bit of stuff. It's all about quests. Diddy, do you want to sort of give a abbreviated version of what this whole quest overhaul is about? Yeah, so they with the Dark Below, they introduced quest lines, and with House of Wolves, they made it a little bit more clear as to the que- what the quest lines, their role, what would pl- they would play in the Destiny universe. And with Taken King coming out, or sometime before, I don't exactly remember the timeline in the weekly update, but they're completely overhauling the quests and the UI for the quests and bounties and everything in Destiny, and it looks amazing. It's It'll be able to there's a new tab in your menu that says what is it progress progress is what it says in the art you know that granted this art is not final they said that their senior technical artist uh andrew davis put together this new ui art but yeah it's called progress right now yeah it's basically concept art for what he wants it to look like and it looks good the progress tab will have all of the quests there you select that quest line and it'll give you every single step and how much of that Um, portion of the quest you've completed so basically think of whenever you mouse over um, one of your bounties that says kill 100 enemies without dying right yeah it'll say 57 out of 100 and it'll give you that little progress bar that'll be right there on the screen in your menu so you don't have to hover over anything and i think that's really cool exactly there appears to be some more lore as well like when they go actually to the quest page for the house of wolves it talks about the silent fang it gives some more description this is really important because they're putting more story elements into the game in the form of yeah it's i mean you still have to read a lot of this stuff but gosh does it look good and luke smith the guy who's doing all this announcement uh is basically saying they've not only questified taken king content they've gone back and questified like everything in destiny so everything vanilla you have things from the dark below patrols all sorts of stuff right yeah so there are going to be things that we've already played through that are going to be better explained in the game itself and not like in grimoire cards somewhere i think that's really important to note Oh, totally. 16 bounty slots now, which is really cool. And do you want to say the coolest part about the new bounty changes? You can turn in bounties from the quest screen. Ooh, you don't have to go to the tower anymore. How do you feel about that? No more 30 to 40 second loading screens yet? Well, I mean, you're still going to have to go to the Cryptarch, you know? Yeah, you'll still have to visit, I guess, (laughs) here and there. It will be nice to um, say you find um, a... I guess not legendary Engram, but like say you find a weapon that Mm -hmm. you want to upgrade or a piece of armor that you want to upgrade and you have a bounty that you can turn in, you can automatically get that experience right there for the item itself, right there on the patrol mission. And you're going to be good to go right there. Better artwork, you know, the emblems for House of Wolves, Dark Below look really good in this system. Reputation will be moved to this new quest slash progress page. And other than that, I mean, we're not going to see this implemented into the game until the Taken King, I don't believe, unless, uh, I don't know, they have something unannounced, but I highly doubt this will be implemented prior to uh, the Taken King. Which brings me to a sentence I want to sort of point out here in the weekly update that um, I was a little bit disappointed with. I think we want to cover both sides of the argument here uh, to explain why some people might be disappointed and why some people might be more understanding of this. So I'm going to quote here at the end of the quest section. It says here, Count on it, Guardians. Guns, balance, progression, destinations, enemies. We'll unpack everything a hardcore player like you would want to know before launch. End quote. So that 
basically sounds like we won't see weapon balance changing or many changes until the Taken King. It sounds like they'll be explaining it to us um, on our way to the Taken King, which is actually not that far. But for whatever reason, last week's update had this quote that made me feeling a little bit different. Maybe that weapon balance was going, rebalancing was going to happen prior to the Taken King launch. So this is from last week's weekly update, and I quote, Between now and September 15th, we'll also explore a range of topics that we know are important to you, including weapon rebalancing, economy improvements, an overhauled quest experience, bounty enhancements, faction allegiances, and endgame content. So, end quote. (laughs) That, I assumed last week, and a lot of people on Reddit basically thought, ah, weapon rebalancing is going to happen prior to the Taken King. This week, sort of reversed that. I'm a little bit disappointed there, but Diddy... We talked about this in the pre-show. We both understand why this makes a little bit more sense, right? Yeah. From our perspective, you know, the Taken King is adding a bunch of new content to the Destiny universe and specifically new weapons and weapon types and just new weapons in general. And if they did a completely new weapon rebalancing before the Taken King came out... um, they might be unintentionally nerfing some guns before they're even launched. And that could potentially be problematic to um, the the meta or the the way Destiny players play Destiny in, with mm-hmm. their weapons. And um, I don't know. I can, I can see both sides of this. Some people are going to say, well, then why don't we just have a rebalance, make every weapon viable before the Taken King comes out? You know, auto rifles, almost unusable at this point. Am I wrong? Yeah, in I mean, PvP, there's just no no purpose. You can. let's. There's always the viewer or listener who says, I killed people with a soup ladle, so I can do anything I want, right? Yeah, I mean, there are montages out there of people using the No Land Beyond going 20 and 3. You know, it happens, right? But I hate to use this word, but... Not every weapon in Destiny is viable, right? And um, I think with the new, the introduction of new weapons, I think um, once the new once the Taken King comes out, there needs to be some time for uh, Bungie to research how all of these weapons are used by the population in the community, and assess from there where their weapons need to be rebalanced because they're creating these new weapons and they don't want to do this rebalancing before those new weapons come out because they don't want i don't know what i'm trying they're, to say they're building okay let me jump in they're building the experience for the taken king day one to be this really changed dramatic new thing we have whole new weapon families brands if you look at any of the vid docs or any of the material talking about it you'll see there are weapon brands that people are going to play with that go go beyond just a singular weapon type there is a suros brand there's a suros rocket launcher there's a new suros auto rifle i think it's an auto rifle and there's different brands of weapons that people are going to be exploring if Bungie says, hey, the community's really upset with the PvP balance of Thorn and the Last Word and the Felwinter clone shotguns, are we going to do a big weapon tune patch before the Taken King? Which, if you actually look at the clock, we're just about, what, two and a half months away from the Taken King? Yeah, basically. Yeah. So, we'll do that, we'll put all this effort into it, and then Guardians will have about a month with this new weapon balance. And then when the Taken King comes out, we're going to change it again. I'm not saying that's impossible, but I get the logic here of we're going to hold off, put our resources into the Taken King so that when day one it comes out, 
they're building the experience for the Taken King that they want rather than like what you said. If they nerf certain weapon classes, it could be detrimental to the weapons that these guys have worked really hard for for the Taken King. I'm, yeah, and then there's yeah. another side of the die where people are saying, we just need to nerf Thorn. Like, that's it. We don't need to touch hand cannons as a class. We just need to nerf Thorn, that specific weapon, or Thorn and the last word. And for PlayStation, maybe they want to they, they maybe they want a Hawkmoon nerf. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, they just want those two or three exotic hand cannons nerfed specifically. And um, with a major weapon rebalancing before the Taken King, they wouldn't even have to do that. They just need to... Um, do a hot fix for those few two weapons. Or three weapons. Yeah. And but everything it, impacts and then it won't, one another though. Everything it's true. Does. You know, once those two or three weapons are nerfed, right, another king is gonna Me- Messenger Red Death. That's, messenger Red Death. Those are gonna yeah. be the new kinks, you know? And, you know, then Bungie's gonna have to, you know, do the weapon rebalancing and then it'll be after the Taken King at that point. I think in my opinion, I think it would be okay if Bungie addressed Thorn before the Taken King. Agree. Um, instead of a massive weapon rebalance before a new ex- a major expansion like this coming up. I do agree. And there's nothing saying that they won't do that. But yeah, exactly. They're from- not saying that they're not going to do that, but they're yeah. not saying they're going to do it either. So we just don't know. They just said that they're going to address it before the Taken King comes out so that we know exactly what we're going to get once this expansion hits exactly so take it or leave it people can explore however they want i'm gonna still hold hope that they might do that hot fix that you were suggesting and if they don't man i don't mind i've i'm still enjoying pvp i'm just adapting and playing differently you know trials is the catalyst that started this whole mountain right basically yeah so moving on, we're going to talk about the Bungie Day emblem and the Bungie Day festivities of last week. Most of you probably already know about this, but the last Tuesday was Bungie Day. We talked about it on last week's show. They put out a new emblem that players from year one can earn, and there's this really cool thing on their website where you can track the progress of it. What is it's Triumphs? That's what they're called, right? Do you remember what the emblem yeah. is called? Prima something? I don't know what the emblem's called, but it is Moments of Triumph. Laurea Prima is this new emblem. And if you go to your profile on Bungie.net, you can see there's a progress tracker for you to earn this emblem. And the way you earn the emblem uh, is by these few things that Diddy's going to read. What is required to get the emblem? A character reached the max light level, beat the Black Garden story mission, prevented the summoning of Crota's soul, captured Skolas in the Vex Citadel, Defeated Prison of Elders on hard difficulty. Defeated Atheon on hard difficulty. Defeated Crota on hard difficulty. Completed 50 public events. Win 100 Crucible matches. And find all the golden chests. And this must be done before September 9th. Yeah. So I loved this idea. I thought this was a really cool way to gauge who's committed, who's played through the activities. And the emblem looks pretty cool. You and I both were done day one. We didn't have to do anything, so I needed to find two gold chests. You on Mars. hadn't got them all. Mm-hmm, that's oh. correct. <laughs> I don't remember why I did, but I do remember <laughs> doing it back in like October last year. I think they dropped like a strange coin. There's like one or two chests out of the twenty that drop a strange coin. So <laughs> oh, that's literally why I went back and did that. But 
it's cool cool UI. It's a cool way to track your progress. It made sure that you basically beat all the story content of the expansions. You did hard mm-hmm. mode for all of the raids and hard mode for Prison of Elders, which is Skull Loss, which I think that one's going to be the main hang-up for a lot of players. I still have so many people messaging me saying, that fight is insane. It's so hard. In one of my videos, I was like... Just do skull loss. Now, it's a little bit easier than it was back before they did the hot fix for him, and somebody just reeled on me. He's not easier <laughs> at all. <laughs> He's more predictable, I would say. Yeah. Maybe not necessarily easier for some people. And I will say this. I need like six out of these 11 on the PlayStation. So I'm going to be doing some grinding this week on stream. Nice. Oh, yeah, you could get that as well. I think it looks great. And some people were upset that you had to own both DLCs in order to get this. But, I mean... At this point, if you don't own the expansions, why are you still playing Destiny? Like, not even why, how? That's my opinion. I couldn't do it. Absolutely not. Yeah, and I guess it's it's conflicting to me because the emblem's designed to reward veteran players. So it's true. I understand. Look, if you're upset, I understand. Please don't take my comments as something that is trivializing your complaints. I, do, I myself don't understand it or w- why it is, but I empathize with you if you're upset. There we go. <laughs> they had a new emblems as well to the Bungie.net like avatars that you can use. Oh, and the armory. Did you use the armory at all? I haven't used it per se, but I have seen it, and it looks pretty cool. Yeah. I, we do have a friend, Sassy. He's, he, lo- he loves the armory. So you basically can view weapons, you can see where it will drop from, you can see the perks and all the stats online, right? Yeah, it's really cool. Like, you can find out how to acquire that weapon, and it'll tell you. Cool. Also, with the Bungie Day update, they sent out a new video called Conversations with Creators. And when I say they, this is a video that is put on the PlayStation channel on YouTube. This is the brand new series they're putting together where they're interviewing creators of some of the big titles on PlayStation and just having a conversation with the creators. So the people involved were Bungie's co-founder, Jason Jones, which was crazy to see him in an interview format. I haven't seen Jason Jones in a video probably since... That Dark Below reveal trailer. You remember I that? Haven't seen him, I haven't seen him outside of a Vidoc, to yeah. be honest. I mean, we recognize him from the Halo Vidocs, but he's yeah. been very <laughs> behind the scenes, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Also here was design director Luke Smith, senior environment artist Jason Sussman, and technical art director Ryan Ellis. And the host is Will Wheaton, which that's awesome. Who doesn't like Will Wheaton, right? Everybody loves Will Wheaton, and I'm kind of actually, I just thought of this as we were mentioning the cast of the interview. Do you think they brought Jason Jones out to make sure Luke Smith could stay in line? <laughs> well, he was, he had like a little zapper anytime he got close, it's like, don't you do that. <laughs> <A> zap collar. <laughs> what, you want to throw money at the screen? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we're going to see a lot more of Luke Smith in the future, though. Like, he's just part of the brand. He's part of the outward PR. And mm-hmm. um, the video is 30 minutes. The first 15 talks about Destiny, the success of it, and a lot of the design principles that Bungie wanted to achieve. The second half is where the meat and potatoes are and why I think people should watch it. It talks about what is in store in the future. There's a lot of new footage of the Taken King in there. And they talk about the shortcomings of Destiny. They understand complaints from players. They themselves are players, and they understand a lot of it, and they're working on fixing it. It uh, struck a unique balance for me. What were your initial thoughts, Diddy? You know, it kind of got lost in all of the 
E3 footage for me, so I couldn't really pay that much of attention, but I did really like the direction and the style of this interview. You know, it really, it was, it was a format in which, or a forum that the creators could really dive down and not talk to the press about it. They could actually talk with somebody who's trying to communicate what um, the develop there as developers ideas for destiny are in the future. Yeah. I mean, you can't, my reaction is mixed in the terms that I like some of it. And I really didn't like some of it. This is what they put out for Bungie day for the hardcore fans this is the first video, the first news that we saw for Bungie day. This is the first thing that came out. Right. And the opening 15 minutes is a typical business oversell. The script that Will Wheaton is reading about Destiny is so <laughs> lofty, and it was written just so, Destiny is just changing the world. It's curing every disease. It's typic- It's a commercial, right? Commercials yeah. always um, embellish and make things a little bit better than it is. So the first 15 minutes is off-putting to a hardcore fan because they're like, I get it. I don't need to be told why Destiny's amazing. All the blah, blah, blah. Second 15 minutes I liked because they brought up a lot of concerns of the players, said we're upset about it too, and we're working on fixing it. There's a lot we couldn't do, and we want to make it better. I want to close with this. I think it's really interesting that Sony started this whole new series, Conversations with the Creators, uh, with Destiny. You know, it's a multi-platform game. It's not a PlayStation exclusive, yet this new series that they're starting, they did it with Destiny. You know, I would think they would do Uncharted, right? Yeah, but then you have to think about it. What's the bigger game right now? Yeah. It's got to be Destiny. And Taken you know? King like, as well, promotion right now is big. Uncharted's and, probably not going to see much. And we still know that, you know, PlayStation is going to continue exclusivity content with Destiny yeah. moving forward. Yeah. And, you know, I I just think that Destiny at this point is the biggest game on the PlayStation. Hmm. I, I don't know about the Xbox, but I'm going to assume it's in the top three you know and that's why they started with destiny and i think it's really great yeah well check the video out might make some of you angry might make some of you happy i think it's time to hop into our topic what's wrong diddy our six didn't show up for crota's and hard mode and no one else is on guess i'll call it a night dang i really needed those shards for my alt too whoa there cowboy the night's not ruined yet you can head over to destinytracker.com and click the button at the top that says LFG. Oh yeah, I've heard about that. There you can find a ton of guardians looking to complete all sorts of activities. Just tell the filter which activity you're doing and it does the rest. It'll tell you all the players who are looking to do the same activity on the same console as you. Then just send an invite and boom, you're good to go. Sweet. We just got our sixth faster than it takes to go to orbit. Thanks, DestinyTracker.com. DestinyTracker.com. Saving raids since 2014. So we really haven't talked about Trials of Osiris after its launch much on the show. I don't think we've really ever given much more of our feedback other than the initial week. Kind of being upset about some of the map choices, but I want to talk about Trials today. You know, I really liked Widow's Court this week. Uh, but we want to talk about reusing maps, maybe some of the shortcomings of Trials or how they could refine it. Things that we liked. So starting out with reusing maps, what do you feel about that, Diddy? I'm kind of shocked that they're not using more maps. They 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 started last week with the Burning Shrine, you know. Mm-hmm. Once Thursday rolled around last week, what's the new Trials map going to be? And then when we found out it was the Burning Shrine, we're like, that's a red flag. Are they just going to restart the cycle at this point? Oh, yeah, I was scared. If it was Pantheon this week, I really exactly. was going to be, I'm like, done. 
with trials. Yeah, it would have been way too shallow. And if you go into the elimination playlist in regular Crucible, whenever it's up, right, it's in the rotation, there's Rusted Lands, Anomaly, Asylum. Those maps, those three maps, even though I hate Anomaly because of how shotgun-oriented it is, it plays really well in, in the trial setting, in the elimination game mode. And man, when they... These past two weeks, they've reused maps. I was just totally shocked. You know, yes, Burning Shrine is decent for Trials. I think Widow's Court is better. I think Pantheon was actually pretty good because it was, it's symmetrical, right? Yeah. I just, I just think there are more maps that would help Trials fit in the Destiny Crucible world. Why right? not Asylum? I love Asylum. Asylum is uh symmetrical I, I keep wanting to say balanced right but people are always going to argue that point i think asylum and uh pantheon are the most balanced maps in the game at this point mm-hmm. because they're symmetrical they no no side has an advantage burning shrine if you spawn outside just stay outside and you're blinded by the sun the enemy team is blinded by the sun that's environmental hazard and it's an advantage right yeah you don't get that with asylum or pantheon and Widow's Court, I think, is actually pretty balanced as well. You know, it's uh, not symmetrical, but it does have clear advantages and disadvantages to each side. And I think they weigh each other out. I think with Widow's Court, it's big enough to be able to outmaneuver your opponents, which is why I like it so much. I never run the same route twice on Widow's Court trials. Yeah. And it just it's, provides more outplay, right? Mm-hmm. Well, more opportunities. You know, I was doing Widow's Court this last week or just a few days ago, right? Every side that we played on, if we spawned low side or high side, we had three or four strategies that were specific to whatever side we're playing on. And that made it a hugely enjoyable experience because we were trying to do different things and being unpredictable. There was a big palette to work with. I will disagree. Like, I know Pantheon, like, on paper, is a very symmetrical map, and I like that. I didn't enjoy it for Trials purely because it turned into the Sniper the Alleyway. Sniper, yeah. But it a new strategy prevent, you know. developed out of that. We focused on flanking. You know, mm-hmm. we really tried to do a multi-pronged attack there. I didn't love Pantheon, but I do agree. I think it is, like, I like the maps. Since we don't have, you know, side flipping, which we'll talk about in a second, I do like those symmetrical maps. Sorry, what were you going to say? I, I was going to agree with you that Pantheon is really designed, in terms of elimination, the game mode, it does um, uh, promote a more sniper-centric mm-hmm. play style. Yeah. Because if you see the other person first, and they have a shotgun, and you have a sniper, you have the advantage there. And that's the nature of Pantheon the map and elimination. You know, It's whoever sees who first and can get those initial kills faster, you know? And I remember on the show, we talked about Pantheon. I played against a guy named Blinking Shotgun. (laughs) I was with you, right? He got to me first and he won because he blinked and shotgunned me and he (laughs) outplayed me there and props to him. But, you know, it's just the nature of the game type that really um, brings shortcomings for each map. I think we should see more maps, and I think mm-hmm. we both agree with that point, right? Like, just let's try out some of the other ones and not continue the same rotation. They may do it, but the fact that we're already repeating maps after six weeks is a little disappointing on me. Maybe it's seven weeks. I think Firebase Delphi would be great for trials. 
in elimination. Mm. There's lots of close quarters, but there's lots of routes to take to get anywhere you want on that map. I'd like to try it at least once. If it doesn't work, okay, maybe we won't see it again. So in terms of side flipping, this is a huge issue for both of us. And I think this is maybe one of the biggest, comp- my probably biggest issue with trials right here. Well, second, right? Why do we not swap sides every two rounds? The maps have advantaged sides. Burning Shrine, I will argue, has an advantaged side. Yeah, why do I we agree. Not flip? And I I said this uh, before, before it came out. Came out. Yeah, like I I saw this in the stream, the Twitch stream that they showed. The sides don't flip, and that's a big issue if we if Bungie really wants to promote balance in the Crucible. You know, a competitive game type. A, a, yeah, a competitive game type like Trials, because especially since the the game mode is first to five, right? Yep. If you get that map with that power position spawn, right off the bat, you have the advantage in that round. And if you don't give up that advantage, the other team has no uh, margin for success. Yeah. It seems, it's, yeah. it seems unfair at that point because the player has no control over which side they spawn in on. Yes. And... If you are punished in a competitive multiplayer experience for something you can't control, that's one of the major sins of multiplayer gaming. Yeah. Okay, so my last point, should the reward system be changed? Here is my take on it, and I kind of knew this is what was going to happen. First three weeks, extremely easy um, to get a flawless. Okay, I shouldn't say extremely, but it's much easier to get a flawless during the first few weeks than it is now purely because there were many, many more people participating during the initial weeks. It was a new activity. They wanted to experience it. And then as time goes on, as any competitive playlist continues, the dedicated, really skilled players continue to play while those that got discouraged no longer playing. So if you do a trials run now, I notice my trials runs are much more difficult, much tighter games, much better opponents, rather than, you know, the first week, there were a lot of blowouts. The matchmaking is based on connection. There is no element of skill-based matchmaking when you're doing Trials of Osiris, which I I think it's discouraged people enough to where if they can't get the flawless, they don't want to participate. I think there needs to be some sort of an adjustment to make it an incentive for players. And I still, I don't think you make it harder, or excuse me, easier to get to Mercury. I like the accomplishment. I like that it's hard. But is there any carrot on a stick they could offer players to reinvigorate those to play again? Or could they do some element of skill-based matchmaking to give brand new players or less experienced players a chance? And this is an age-old argument, you know? It's like, no, it was designed to be competitive, it rewards skilled players, and if they're not good, they need to play until they get good kind of a thing. Or my argument from just a second ago. So what do you think? If it rewards skilled players for beating way less skilled players because there's no ranking system or some type of skill-based ranking system or matching system, excuse me, then that's a problem. Because if, you know, I don't know a good analogy for this, but if I'm beating like five-year-olds to get my flawless, that's not much of an accomplishment, you know, because... I've been playing video games longer. I know the mechanics a lot more. I have a team that I've played with regularly. You better hope they're, they're not just... Korean five-year-olds, by the way. There's, <laughs> there's a Korean five-year-old team watching right now who's throwing <laughs> down the gauntlet. And they're like, they're just trying to have fun with the game, right? And yes. I just, 
I'll agree with the fact that I think there should be a skill-based match matchmaking in trials. You know, Bungie said connections and trials are going to take priority because we don't want you to have a laggy trials experience. It happens anyways. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's lag regardless because you're playing over the internet. Lag is always going to be an issue, right? Yep. I think they could combine it better with a skill-based matching system because I have like, I have like a 92% win ratio in trials. And if I'm put up, pit up against somebody who goes one and three and on their trials passage every single week, that's going to be an issue because the game knows I'm going to win. Right. And after the first round, you usually know if you're going to win the game or not, depending on how good those players are. And I just think it would be an issue for getting a flawless for beating one and three teams nine times in a row. I think that's, mm-hmm. that's a problem. Yeah, I agree. I think some minor element of skill-based matchmaking could be in there. I like the fact the connection is prioritized. I don't mind if it takes us longer to search, you know, to find a team because we find teams mm-hmm. really fast now. Maybe if they did implement just an element of skill-based matchmaking, it would slow it down. It would change the experience altogether. Well, then, okay, nerf that argument. Let's change the reward system so that there is some incentive for more people to participate. Because for me, it is really disappointing to the people I talk to regularly. You know, there's there's IRL people, people I know in real life who won't touch trials at all because they did the first week. They had a really bad time with it, and they don't want to venture back in there. Maybe PvP is not their thing, but I just... I would like it so they would at least want to go in there, okay? Maybe mm-hmm. not. Maybe that's not Bungie's responsibility. I don't know. I think we had a good conversation about trials. Anything to sort of wrap it up? I don't know. I'm just going to throw this out there. Like, maybe instead of just... Uh, I don't know. Maybe Mercury could guarantee an exotic drop, and then the top-tiered package that you get from Brother Vance has a chance for an exotic drop. Oh. I think if they made that change, oh. it would incentivize more players. I but like that. Then again, you'd still have to get up there. You know? Yeah, but, but it's different going but eight it's and also, two, right? Or seven and two, I guess, if you have your boons, you know? Yeah, exactly. For for getting the guaranteed exotic, you have to be nine and zero. Like, that is not... I mean, I guess seven and zero with the boons, right? But And, and that can be a hard feat get, these days. Yeah, like you... It's pretty hard, I guess, you know. It depends on the player. you're complaining that you're too bad because you're losing and you're not getting flawless. No, that's not the issue here. I think the way, the nature of the Bungie reward system uh, punishes players for continuing to play their content. Mm. That's, that would be an argument that I can, that I could agree with. So if they could guarantee an exotic for going nine and zero, and then give you a, a chance for maybe going eight and three. Like you have eight and two, and then you just lose that last game, right? You can still get that eight wins tiered package yep. from Brother Vance yep. and have a chance for an exotic. I think that would be okay. Yeah. Because doing the raids, like Vault of Glass and Crota, those uh, exotic checkpoints where you have a chance to get an exotic, you're busting your ass off, right? To get those, uh, like, not even guaranteed rewards. And. With trials, people are busting their ass off and they don't even have a chance at an exotic if they lose once. Yeah. I think it was a good discussion. You know what time it is. It came from Twitter. It's part of the show where we read your tweets here on the show. You can always send us your feedback at Destiny the Show. If you had any ideas towards our trials topic, let us know. At Jenner J 3011 
For a new show, how about a Let's Play that teaches elements of raids? Like you were talking about. I'd love to help. Well, I don't think we're going to do anything like that until The Taken King. Pretty much everybody knows about Vault of Glass and Chronos End. I appreciate the offer, but, you know, Diddy, you agree, right? There are definitely videos out there. I know Dotto did a really, really good in-depth guide for Vault of Glass, and I think everybody and their mother knows how to do Crota at this point. They're just too scared to run the Relic. Um, I just say, um, if you haven't run either Relic in either raid, you know, find a fire team that'll let you try it out. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you wipe a few times trying to learn, because that's part of the Destiny experience. So yep. find people who will let you do it. Indeed. At Adam Stainsby, do you archive your Twitch streams, Diddy? Yes, they are. And I actually replied to this. They are archived on our Twitch page in past broadcasts. Cool. J.R. Maiden, thanks again for playing. Hope you get some great loots from the Strike playlist. I think that was a guy you played with on stream, right? Oh, yeah. That's on PlayStation. Joe, he took me through the Nightfall, and I got uh, Legendary Engram. Empty do. Yeah. <laughs> At Senpai Bruce, I want in-game chat, like in DCUO, which is DC on Ultimate Online, maybe. Oh, gosh. I didn't look at that acronym before we did this. DCUO, nothing major. Is that like a type chat, a voice chat? I don't know, but would you ever, do you ever think type would enter this game? I don't. No, I don't think so. Um, I think he does mean DC Universe Online, and that's on the PlayStation. I don't know if it's on the Xbox, but uh, I think it's proximity chat in the social spaces. Oh, oh gosh. Oh <laughs> my. I just get flashbacks <laughs> from the RuneScape days when they first implemented the uh, the trading outpost. Yeah. Selling swordfish, selling lobster for 7,000 gold. <laughs> Add Manny for the win. Great show this week. I like how the length of each show is slowly increasing. Keep it up. Yeah, we're, we're between 30 and 40 minutes. We try very hard never to go over 40 minutes, and we aim for about 33 to 34 minutes. So, thank you. At Piscoticus, congrats on Destiny the Show 52. Love <laughs> the show and your takes. Thank you. At Meerkat Tweet, happy birthday, DTS, from all of us over here in my lounge room. We thank you guys. Elite Assassin says congrats on our one-year anniversary, as does at Catstash. Thank you. And then at Steve Dave, wow, time flies. Looking forward to year two. Really enjoy the podcast. Keep them coming. Thank you. At Tavis206 sent us a picture of him backpacking his team saying there was definitely an I in team tonight. He and Iron Banner went 23 kills and it was like a 3.29 KD, 3.29 KD. At STM70, thanks DTS and Diddy for the Red Bull code, and congrats on the one-year anniversary. You gave him a code? Yeah. Yeah, he won a code in uh, our Red Bull code giveaway stream. Awesome. Congrats. And our last one is from at Ty Shoelaces. Send us a video, Destiny slash Sir Mix-A-Lot mashup. Diddy, if you haven't watched it, you need to go watch it. It's Baby Got Back, <laughs> edited to Destiny footage, and it was That's really awesome. funny. So, uh, Where can people find your content? Twitter.com slash Diddy DTS, D-I-T-T-Y DTS, and Twitch.tv slash Destiny the Show all week. Excellent. You can follow us at Destiny the Show on Twitter. You can go to our website, DestinyTheShow.com, for all the links from today and more. You can follow me at BBK Dragoon or YouTube.com slash BBK Dragoon. Make sure to check out our friends over at DestinyTracker.com, the best site on the internet to track all of your Destiny stats. It's awesome. They're adding new features, and their LFG is sublime. Other than that, we have a, hope you have a great week, Guardians. Do something fun. Enjoy the sun. Summer, man. It's not a whole lot left, did he? It's like five weeks, man. I still got like four more months of Texas summer weather, though. All it's, right. 
Stay cool, everybody. Have a good week. 